Welcome to Caravel, a podcast all about discovering stories and maybe something about yourself along the way. Uh, I am the producer here at Top Floor Studio. My name is Brad, and you're about to listen to two brothers uh, talk about uh, how their childhood shaped their lives. But also, uh, you may discover that you are reminiscing about your own childhood as they share their very, very incredible stories as well. So a little bit about our, our two guests. The Santos brothers, Rick and Ed, are sons of an immigrant mother from Portugal and a first-generation American father with Portuguese heritage. The brothers grew up in West Hartford, Connecticut. After college, Rick went into the nonprofit NGO arena and went overseas for 10 years, and Ed moved to Montana and started his own environmental science business. Rick now resides in Silver Spring, Maryland, a suburb of Washington, D.C., and Ed lives here in Helena. And these are their stories. Ed's podcast episode number three <laughs> from Helena, Montana. Yep, uh, mid- middle of a uh, New Year's Day, uh, 2020. Uh, it's you know we we came to Montana because we don't get much winter in Maryland where we live, and of course it's been 37 degrees and raining today in. Yeah, the heart of the north uh, of the, the Rocky, Rocky Mountains, Mountains <laughs> eastern front of the Rocky Mountains, and it's raining on uh, New dis- Year's Day. Uh, yeah, New Year's 2020. Day, twenty twenty. Anyways, um, so Rick, you have kind of brought up the topics for the last two episodes, like that you wanted to talk about, and we we wanted to that, talk about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right, they were my topics. I take they were full ownership. Of those topics. They were definitely your topic. But I very much enjoyed talking about them. I mean, come on. But um, this this episode... <laughs> is yours. Number three. Number three. So, so hold on. My fame, like a, a phrase, like my people, my colleagues, they I, I say all the time, okay, Ed, name it and claim it. What do you uh, want? Name right. it and claim it. All right. So I always... All right. I have a funny story. And... We're going to go back and forth in time probably. But so freshman year of college, I'm at, I I went to Wentworth Institute of Technology in Boston, Massachusetts. And freshman year in the dorm, one telephone, by the way, one pay phone <laughs> for the entire <laughs> floor. There were no cell phones. Right. There were no telephones <laughs> except for the one pay phone. <laughs> That was on the that, that and you everybody had to have like a stack of quarters, every, or you call collect. Yeah, yeah. that everybody shared. Yeah. you know it was nuts that everybody shared. So and it was a I don't know floor of like fifty rooms probably wow. on this floor. Wow. Anyways, people didn't have much to say in those days. Yeah, I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> so freshman year. Uh, I don't remember. I think it was probably I was only in college for maybe two months or something. So maybe we're in November, October, November. And this kid comes up to me and he said, there's this lady on the phone who's got a really thick accent who wants to talk to you. (laughs) (laughs) And all I could think about was like, who the hell could that be? Right, right, right. <laughs> and so I'm walking down the hallway because my my room was at the end of the hallway to the middle, 
like to the middle where the elevators come up and it's like the main spot where the phone is and the pay phone is the receivers hanging sitting on top of the phone pick it up and literally i had no idea who on earth some lady with a thick accent would want to talk to me mom yep and all of a sudden i'm like hello and i hear hello you know <laughs> not an english accent but you know yeah. it, was, it was this thick port and it was the first time i ever heard mom with an accent yeah and i was just like mom and it was the strangest feeling it was so strange it's like it's burned into my memory as this this oddity that it was the first time i like thought like wow mom really has a thick accent yeah yeah. And I never heard it. Never so once heard I it before. Never, I never heard it either. Except in high school, I remember my friend Peter Block would always joke. He would always do a version of it. He'd be like, yeah. Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it wasn't it wasn't it totally wasn't mom, but it was like right. Peter's version of mom. Right. Or actually I I don't know if, if you remember my fr- my girlfriend Ann Callahan back in, in uh, GW yeah, days. Yeah. So Ann so Ann would do like a the Swedish version of <laughs> right. the Portuguese accent. <laughs> right. So so yeah, so yeah. Other people heard it all the time, and, oh. and I never heard it growing up either. I never heard it. I thought mom yeah. was like every other mom yeah. that spoke perfect English, yeah. you know, American English, and it it was it was startling. It was startling to me that to hear my mother's voice on the other end of the line when the kid was like, "There's a lady with a really thick accent who wants to talk to you." And then you heard the accent yeah. for the first time. Wow! Yeah, it was a heard, I heard the accent for the. So first what'd you time. feel? What'd you feel when you heard that? You know, it was only a split second. Really, it was just like. And then you it then just, it was back. Then yeah. it clicked back into yeah. like mom's voice. Right. right? It was realization yeah. that wow, I you know that mom has this accent and that you know English was her second language and right. She wasn't even a very good English speaker. Right. For that matter. Right. Um, but I never, never heard it. It was, and right. you know, when dad speaks perfect American, well, English, he was born here. He was right. born, you know, he yeah. was born in the U S so. although he only spoke Portuguese until he went to school. So he spoke my Portuguese. That my so, understanding yeah, of the story. So goes. he spoke Portuguese in the house yep. up until he went to kindergarten. Right. And then when he went to kindergarten, he no, realized because, because not just, it was not just his parents speaking to him, but his his mm. his cousins and his little subgroup. Right. So all they did was speak Portuguese. So then when he went to basically the neighborhood school right. where it was in English, then he actually didn't really understand what was going on and he was made fun of. Right. Because he didn't speak it. And so yeah, so that, that I think that that's real. I mean that that was real for him. Yeah. Which goes to why I wanted to talk about this particular topic in the sense that so my name is you know, Edward, of course, I'm, so I'm junior, but I never totally, so dad is obviously named Edward too, but he isn't named Edward. Here's the thing. My, my birth certificate says my name is Edward Augustin Santos. Yeah. Right. Junior. I'm, yeah. But see, this is the, this is the thing. Cause he's Augustin so, senior. So, so dad's name on his birth certificate is Eduardo Augustino Santos. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, so I have a very scientific mind, right? I, I, I see things very cut and dry. And really, technically, in my mind growing You're up- You're not the junior. I'm not a junior because yeah. my name is different than dad's. Yeah. Um, Fair enough. It but, isn't. But, but, you know, um, 
Anyways. So okay, so so what comes so his name's Edward Eduardo and and which is a very I guess I don't know if it's a very Portuguese name, but it must be somewhat Portuguese. Right. Is it? Yeah. Eduardo Ed, Eduardo is a Portuguese yeah. Uh, name. Yeah. Okay. Um but Edward is a very English name. Yeah. And I mean there's King Edward and there's yeah. you know yeah. Edward is a very English, you know. And your name is Rick, Ricardo, I guess, but no. it's Richard, right? right. Yeah. It's Richard. On my birth so it's not even Ricardo. So it's Richard. And Charlie is Charlie, Charles. Yeah. And Susan, all four of the of his kids and mom's kids, who are both Portuguese mm. and Portuguese descent, mom's yeah. from the Azores, yeah. Yeah. you know, are, are English names. And, you know, so the story I tell people when they, like, when I talk about my family is, um, and I don't know why I feel it, feel necessary to say this, but it's like, I say, like, well, my father, he was the immigrant kid. Right. And he was, he was picked on and he was, it wasn't fun to be the immigrant kid. Yeah. And he didn't want that for us. So he named us English names. We never spoke Portuguese in the house. Right. We never learned the language. Because people ask that all the time. It's like, oh, you're Portuguese. You know, you you must speak the language. You know, especially because your mom immigrated there and could barely speak English. And she has this thick accent. And, and it's like, no, actually, I don't really know any Portuguese. Um, so, so, okay, so there's three pieces to that. So okay. the first piece is the Anglo anglicizing of Portuguese names. So it's Europe, just like European names. Yep. So so the English version of it is Edward. The Portuguese version or Spanish version is Eduardo. Yep. And so, so and since the U.S. was more English and anglicized, so I think they looked at the name and just said it'd be easier for us. Mm -hmm. We live in the United States and we'll just anglicize their names. Okay. So, I mean, a perfect example is my middle name, right? So I'm named after our grandfather. Right, Lionel. No. Vuvu's name is Lionel. L-E-O-N-E-L-E. -E -E. Okay. And so they said I'm named after our grandfather, but my name is spelled, my middle name is spelled L-I-O-N-E-L. Right. So it's the English version of actually our grandfather's name. So it, it okay. really isn't the grandfather's well, it name. It is right. <laughs> right. Okay. So, but just 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 for just for the record, I my understanding is that both Dad and you are actually named after my our father's grandmother's brother. So okay. so so you know so so our our uncle. Our great uncle, grand, our grandmother's brother, is named Eduardo. No, Vovo's. Yeah, Vovo. Vovo's brother. Yeah, and uh, that's my grandmother's saying. brother. Yeah. is named. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's. I think that's what yeah. I said. Right. <laughs> yeah, you said it really in a very convoluted way, but I was trying to be precise. <laughs> <Okay>. So, so, <laughs> so, so, yeah. So, so, both you and and then my son, um, Lucas, uh, oh. his middle name is Edward, and mm. uh, so I wanted to keep that alive both you and dad yeah. and and our you know his uncle his his uncle's name right. um and i don't know if there's a history beyond that right so so that's one i think the second the second point is you know they they you know our parents immigrated to the u.s in the you know mom immigrated in the 50s right. and dad you know was born there 
but there was this idea that they, you know, that the idea was that we wanted to um, melting pot. We wanted to integrate. Right. So I think there's, you know, there's and I think that's ultimately the, the vision of America is that that lots of people come from lots of different parts of the world right. and they become American. Right. And so whether English is part of that Americanization, which I think it's it is, mm-hmm. um, but I don't think it's it's like it's it's I don't want to say that that's the only element of it. But I think the, the idea is, you know, uh, trying to be part of a democracy that we are defined not by blood and land, which is a European and other part of the world uh, hmm. uh, approach to what makes you you, what your your ethnic uh, your ethnic identity. Our identity is American, so it isn't just blood and land. It's about the ideas of democracy, uh, free markets, and the Constitution. Like when we become American, those are the things that we embrace. So whether we embrace those in English or Spanish or another language that I think that's part of the debate or conversation today more than before. But when our parents came, so part of that embracing of what is American, including those three things that I mentioned, Mm -hmm. is also um, English. So 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 mom, actually. So here's a woman who who arrived here. At the age of 16, mm-hmm. with a high school education, and she, one of the first things she did was learn the language. And so she, you know, and I think for us, they said, they looked at what some of the challenges they went through, both mom as an immigrant and dad as the first generation of immigrant parents. Mm-hmm. And they said, we don't want our kids to have to deal with some of the struggles that we did. Now, of course, the downside is, we could have been bilingual, completely bilingual, right. and because of this choice they made. But I, you yeah. know, I, I get that. I, I understand. Right. So I think that was it. They, so I'm not sure what the third, the third kind of thing was, but uh, I think it, it, it's really about this idea that, um, you know, we, we as a family have embraced um, who we are as Americans, and and but also. Um, we also embrace our ethnicity, like where we came from, the food, right. the language, right. the music, you know, and not saying that that's a bad thing, but, you know, as kids and, and, and growing up in that context, you know, I think dad's experience is really informative that he went through this real language challenge in f- kindergarten because mm-hmm. he was raised in a very kind of, um, an enclave situation right and so he didn't want us to go through that and but right. you know the funny thing was th- there were a lot of differences right so already we were we you know he grew up in an enclave we didn't so yeah. it didn't matter like all our friends spoke english so we would have been speaking it regardless of whether we, we spoke in the house True. where that was a little bit different from him but he they you know you, you can't blame them they didn't they didn't no, see that of course yeah. not it's yeah you know you can't see the future so is that helpful? I mean, this idea of like you, when your friends ask you, but then the, I always joke, like Charlie and I both joke. It's like our parents like to, you know, when they say, you know, Charles, Edward, and Richard, it's like, I'm like, yeah, our parents like the the uh, British kings, so yeah, we were named exactly. after British kings. British but no, these are like European names with different, you know, yeah. w- w- in Portuguese versus whatever. Right. There's a lot of Eduardos in Portugal. There's a yep. lot of Ricardos, and there's a lot of yep, uh, Carloses, right? right? So it's yeah. just like that's a typical name. It's just they just anglicize it. That's but, true. But That's I like true. the we were named after British King story better. <laughs> it's true. And, you know, 
So during like the times were so different. Like right now, everybody it's such like keep your culture, you know, focus. You know, if you're Spanish, for instance, you know, um, Spanish people are are um, Mexicans and um, Puerto Ricans. It's like they they their culture is super important. And like our Portuguese culture was was super was important in our lives growing up, except except for the language. It's like we ate the foods. We are cousins and and uncles and aunts that were still in the Azores and in Portugal love us and we love them. And when we went to visit them, it's like we were we're family. I mean, like nothing had ever changed there. The only piece and I and this is where I think I felt a little bit of a loss was the only piece that we missed was that land was the common language. Um, and mom and dad or dad, maybe I, I, I blame dad and maybe I shouldn't be. Um, but I feel like he was very instrumental in being like, we need our kids to be American cause we are in America and we're Americans. We are Americans. Um, and at the time, you know, in the seventies, it, it wasn't as important. It was, you know, growing up in the seventies, and in the 80s, um, it wasn't like uh, it wasn't as important. Let's just say, I mean, English. We were we were so focused on just doing better and trying to better ourselves. Um, we were the 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 typical middle class family. Yeah. Um, and I mean, Dad, his his goal. He could give a crap about us learning the language. His goal for us was he wanted us to be successful, and for that to happen, we had to be educated. So, like, his his thing was like, all right, you're going to college. Yep. And I'm going to pay for your college. You know, that was his goal. And it was a, it was a, a great goal. It was a valiant goal. It was a beautiful goal. Um, and he succeeded. We all so, you know, became he was educated. The, of course, the first one, really the first one in his – well, that's that true. I mean, I think he had uncles who were who were educated in Portugal, right? But in this country, he was the first one after you know yeah, right. George, with a college. Oh, Leo. that's right. No, George. No, George actually had a college. But did but I mean, in our, yeah, George. Did. Yeah, but see, here's so so but, Vuvu but and Vovo worked, lived. Weren't they worked? Our grandparents were not educated. They our were laborers. Yeah, and they and, were laborers. Yep, they were laborers, and then they lived in a duplex. Yeah, with. Vovo's sister, yep. who were, was not educated, yep. or her husband was not. He was yep. a mechanic. Yeah. All right. And the two of them, it was like like the sisters conspired with each other to right. like make sure. I mean, they, no, but, they had but, to talk but about the thing this, is, right? The thing is, like on, all their kids But not on Vuvu's side, our grandfather's side, our father's grandfather's side. They were all laborers. They were all peasants and farmers. On Vovo's side, she had Tia Olympia, who was very wealthy and came from like a higher class. Even though Vovo came from a, a family of sixteen, yeah, and and, uh, and she had a couple of brothers who were educated. Oh my god, they lived on a goat farm. I mean, they were but goat she up, But but some of the children, her her siblings, yeah, were educated. What Tia Olympia was wealthy. Um, she, she married she had, wealth, though, she, right? Right, but she had okay. then then her brother, one of her brothers, like she was brought over to the United States because her brother worked for the consulate. 
Right. So, so there was edu- there was some education. How did on that, that happen? But the sisters, How, most of the sisters so, were not educated. Okay, so she's one of sixteen. I thought it was eighteen, but maybe it was eighteen, and a couple kids died maybe. at childbirth. Yeah, maybe. Um, so, so she was one of sixteen. We, we, we need we need to get Sue on this podcast. Yeah, right. She would clarify she all would, of this for exactly. us. Okay, let's just say sixteen, lot living like siblings. Yeah. But they, we went and visited her. Yeah. Where they grew up. It and was. We, we actually visited one, with, with one of her sisters. Yeah, with, and her sister was still living there, yeah. right? Yeah. And it was like they got their water out of a well, hand-drawn well. Right. Like it wasn't piped right. into the house. Right. It was like you grabbed a bucket, and right. you dropped it into the well and, right. and pulled the water out. And this is in the 70s. And, you know, they had like like grass roofs, you know, um, thatch, thatch, thatched, yeah. yeah, thatched roofs, yeah. and they had, you know, um, they were goat herders still to that day. Yeah, I mean that's the house she grew up in. Vovo grew up in that house. Yeah, and it was like a two bedroom house with sixteen <laughs> kids. It's like, well, yeah, and, no, so you know, so, and so then she came but, to America, right? But I mean, those the, her her siblings, the, yeah. the sixteen, you know, there was a real variation. So, so right. some how did came, one of them become a consulate? Like, how did he get out of... He got it. Yeah, that's a great question. I don't know how he was educated because he must... He had to be educated to get that job. Right. You know, she had, you know, brother... She had one brother who uh, went to Angola or Mozambique and, you know, know, ran a plantation, Ah, you know, in Africa. And Mm -hmm. so, of course, he was, you know, he was... I don't know if he died before the independence movement, but then... You know, all of that was lost, though. So, so you know, for, to this day, mm-hmm. we, we, you and I have, you know, because her brother um, had a family, an African family. So, to this huh. day, somewhere in Africa, there is a family, Santos, in Mozambique that that huh. is related to us. So, you know, that was that was part of right. the the history of of where we came from. But it's but on but you know one you know so on on our grandfather's side it was pure peasants, yeah right up and he down. He was olive. He was an. They had olive trees. They, yeah. He was an olive farmer. Yeah, and you know there was you know with with uh, the inheritance rules and in those days his older brother got everything, and right. that's he why he left. Nothing. Oh, so so he left because he realized his brother was going to inherit all their parents' wealth, and so at nineteen, so so our grandfather was born in nineteen o three. Yeah. And in 1922, yeah, he came to the United States. Right. And because he came to look for a better life because he was going to inherit nothing and it wasn't much, right? It was right. it was basically you were going to be the head peasant of uh, you know, you were going so he was going to inherit his parents' land, but his parents were basically farmers. Right. So, but but at that time, I can you imagine a young man, you know, you know, a, a teenager mm-hmm. and them yeah. saying Okay, I'm gonna get none of this, and I have nothing. And so, you know, in America, and he's only worked his his brother's his father's land. Yeah, he's only ever worked his father's land. Yeah. So, and he, he was beat too, he, my understanding. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I that's don't know another topic. Yeah, that's another topic. But, but he, he was like, but he decided know? that he decided that he wanted a better life, and so yeah. he came to the United States to look for a better life, and so. Right. You know, so do, I don't know if you know this story. This is a funny story about him. No, so I, I, probably. You know, so well because I think I was a little bit older and I was yeah. really inquisitive about him and I asked a lot of questions. Right. So one time I was talking to him, 
And I said to him, to Vuvu, to Vuvu, our grandfather, our yeah. dad's, our, 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 our paternal grandfather. Yeah. Uh, in Portuguese, it's Vuvu and Vovosh. And uh, Vuvu is the male and Vovo is the female. So grandfather, grandmother. Yeah. And so, you know, I asked him, I said, oh, so what was it like when you first came to the United States, when you first came to America? Yeah. And I said, and he, and he told me, he said, you know, when I first came, he goes, I didn't speak any English. Right. And the first language I learned coming to the United States was Italian. <laughs> and what? I said, I said, really? <laughs> exactly. I said, what? And he said, because he was, you know, our grandfather, the first job he got was digging ditches. Right. So he yep. was on a, on a, with a crew of Italians. And so the first seven years, that's all he did before he was able wow, to get a seven factory. Years. So I he, so that. he was wow. a factory worker, right? So he got a job he in the factory. eventually got a factory worker. Right. So. I mean, I think he, I don't know all of it, but he said to me that the, the first language he learned was Italian because he, the, the guys he was yeah, working with was when he Italians. came to say for all Italians and all they spoke was Italian. Hmm. So actually, he could speak. We didn't know this about him, but he could speak three languages. He spoke English, and he spoke Portuguese, and he spoke Italian. I did not know the Italian section yeah. part of that. Probably very good Italian. I mean, if you're you know. you're working with crews for seven years, you got to pick up enough to to work with them. But right. but you know, the, I think the the challenge in that when huh. he came, so he you know, so he was born in 1903. He came to the states when he was 19 years old. So mm-hmm. that's yep. t- 1922. Yep. And so first seven years would be to 1929. Right. And so, you know, I think, wow. um, you know, what I don't even know what what prejudice and what what discrimination that he went through oh, yeah. not speaking the language, yep. you know, coming from a a southern European country hmm. um, and what challenges he had to face. But, you know, the, luckily, you know, the, the the core of that of that community was the church. Yeah, of course. So there's yeah. the Catholic Church, and yep. so he was part of that and part of that community. And mm-hmm. I don't know, you know, I'm sure they, they, the support that he got as being part of that community yeah. was really important. Tia Leo has so many great stories that you talk about. That, I mean, I want to get him on a podcast, frankly, yeah, or get him recorded, um, because he talks about Vuvu. Um, you know, he revered. Vuvu, yeah, he did. You know, and I do too. There's like he has this like, Vu has There's this, a mystique about him. There is. There's this presence. I don't know if it's mystique. all true, but, <laughs> it's, but. He, he's you know he was successful in in, in portraying this. Uh, yeah, because he was very quiet. He never barely said anything, yeah. and but yet he was always there and always watching. And like I remember, but not you know where I feel like our the grandfather on our mother's side was much more judgmental. Right. I don't feel that the same no, way. No, exactly. In fact, side, yeah. and when I say Vuvu was always watching, like he was watching in a protectionist kind of way. So like the women, like Vovo, would yell at us for something. Like we're about everything. About, you know, like we're we're tracking mud in the house or and and Pa was always like Pa. So Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Pa go ahead. was of course was what Dad called him, and so yeah. I always yeah. called him Pa too, because yeah. I thought, and that that's was... what Leo and, and Steve and Lee call him. Yeah, I don't know why I don't, I never called him that. I called him Vuvu. You know so. why? You know, you know the Pa name. You know why Pa? I thinking back, so Pa means Dad. Yeah, right in Portuguese, or in a lot of languages, yeah. I guess. Yeah. And I didn't know that, so we had Dad. This is a side tangent, but we had Dad. Right, was our Dad. Yeah, right. 
and that's the American word for father, right? Yeah. Dad. So yeah. there's dad. And then so so there was Vuvu, which means grandfather, but dad our dad would always call his dad Pa. So I didn't ever th- connect like I knew dad and, and Vuvu were you know, son and um uh son and father, but I guess as a kid, as a young kid, yeah, you just you, you hearing, mimic, yeah, you hearing repeat pa, it. It's like I didn't. So when I said pa, I didn't think of dad. Yeah, I thought of pa yeah, as yeah. this like the cool, grandfather. Yeah, yeah. My, as my grandfather, because yeah. and as another name for like grandfather. Yeah, really. Um, so so, so interesting. I, hold on, just a real another it's like a, a, a tangent to your tangent. Yeah. So you know, I don't call dad dad anymore. I've, I haven't called him dad since I was like in high school. What do you call him? Pop. Oh, you call him pop? I call him pop. Okay. Every time I see him, I say, "Hey, Pop." Right. Yeah. I. I. I don't know why. I. If I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. Well, maybe it's. Like, and I changed it because I used to call him Dad growing up. Yeah. But like in high school, I just decided I didn't want to call him Dad anymore. Yeah. He was gonna be Pop. He's gonna be Pop. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Which is very American. That's like a, like the that most American thing you can call your dad is, is Pop. pop? Yeah. But it's like it's a different American. It's a um, it's yeah. It's more of a. Uh, Maybe it's a Midwest. Um, I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. it's more of a, uh, a familiar, maybe. Yeah. Like you know, instead of dad, dad. So, anyways, and maybe dad's more East Coast. You're right. Yeah. You know, we grew up in the East. So, but pa, so uh, pa was like, I always thought that was, anyways. So I'd call pa pa, and, um. He was always like he like whenever we showed up at the house, he'd always have a little candy, a little butterscotch or something, hmm. hard candy that he'd give us. And so one of course he was our favorite person right from the get go, as an you know, from from a kid. But he all I always looked at him, he didn't say much, he never spoke much. He never disciplined like, us. He yeah, very only, rarely do you, disciplined. Do you remember the only time I remember him disciplining us? really getting angry at us uh-uh. was when we uh, you don't remember you were probably too young so after california we went to portugal for a summer right and we were staying at our one of our his kind of um some relative i think it was his kind of cousin one of his cousins okay. and she was there it was it was the remember at, at dad and mom's 60th anniversary she was kind of the the, the really oh, old yeah. yeah yeah so we were staying in her apartment and we were like playing, we were kids, right? We were just playing cards and we were like shuffling them up on the floor. So this was me and you or who? I think Charlie, you and me. Okay. But we were in the, we were in Portugal. We were, I was probably 10. Right. You were probably what? So you were six. So I never got the brunt of that because no. I was a little kid. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. we were messing around in his cousin's apartment when we were staying there in Portugal. Right. And maybe we were messing with their, she had like a deck of cards and we were just playing cards and we were just like, maybe bending the cards and not treating them well. Okay. And he got pissed. Right. He got really angry at us and he shouted. That's the, that's the only time I remember him ever getting ah, angry with us. Interesting. Was, and, 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 you know, cause uh, you know, yeah, though. And likely, <laughs> you probably so, deserved it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, to, yeah. Totally. Well, we were kids, right? We were messing around with, yeah. you know, somebody else's stuff. Yeah. And right. we were probably, messing it up and you know and so they he got he got mad he didn't want he right. didn't want maybe he didn't want her view of us to be of ah, these right. kids who yeah. were 
kind of out of control and right. blah, blah, blah. American, which, which, like, which who knows whether we were or not, but, but after our earlier stories in the first two podcasts where we talked about how kind of out we, of control we, we, no, we were wandering <laughs> around, how we wandered and yeah. kind of did our own thing, I could totally see yeah. that. Let's do that. That's so funny, and yeah. it's so true. Um, but you said you have no memories. Either. I don't have memory. I have memories of Vuvu standing up for us, like where mm. Vovo, Vovo is getting mad at us for something, uh, and Pa. So, so I don't have that memory. And tell Pa's me, tell me, like, tell me, tell me, tell me that, because that's really interesting to me. Cause yeah, I, I don't have that memory. I have memories of like we were messing around, you know, probably misbehaving or, or being loud or tracking mud being in the kids. house, being kids, being kids, and and Vovo like getting mad at us for yeah. that because she was she was always like you know her house had to be perfect like there was yeah. never a speck of dust yeah. in that house so yeah. it was like clean as a yeah, whistle that place was so clean everything like everything was in its place and of course they're older right their grand their kids and are they, gone and yeah. they don't have kids in the house and right. you know everything is perfect and vuvu would always be like you know like the only time like he would say something is to, to like to yell back at Volvo, yeah. be like, leave them alone, you know, let them be. It's like, they're fine. And he always protected us. Yeah. Like, and I remember one time, even like outside, we we're like playing in the garden, and there's, there was this bumblebee flying around, and we're all like swatting, you know, trying to get away from it. And he reaches over and just like grabs it and just like crushes it in his fingers. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you, hold on. You do know, you remember his hands? Yeah, because they were like rock they, hard. Like I remember, he has one. He had one callus. Yeah, on I think the the the, the little finger of his hand, like that whole side of the hand. Sorry. That's, yeah. What's the timer on this? Uh, we're at thirty-two minutes. Yeah. Okay. So he had this callus on his hand, mm -hmm. and I remember just poking it with my finger, and I remember yeah. taking it even like a nail, yeah, and kind of poking it with a nail, and right. it was so hard. Yeah. Because that was the factory work, right? Well, his, and the shovels and whole, yeah, and exactly. I mean, his hands were were really yeah. strong. Yeah, he just. And, yep. But yeah, he grabbed this bumblebee. It, it was I'm a big not bee. Surprised. And <laughs> he just like crushed it. And he, you and know, if it stung his, it, yeah, it stung he his careless. Less. He could care less. He could care less. He could. And that was. And I remember watching him doing it and being in awe. Like, oh my god, this guy loves us so much. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That. And it was he was always that he was always the protector, you know, of the of me and yeah. Lee and Steve because we we're always together. And he always like if yeah. somebody were was given a shit, that was the only time you know he would ever say anything. And then yeah. they would stop, yeah, because <laughs> he was pa, yeah, you know, yeah. it's like yeah. all right, he's voo voo, yeah, and you know you're not gonna. Tia Leo would never say anything against voo voo. And dad would never say anything yeah. against Vuvu. Yeah. I mean, it was just yeah. like, you know what? It was done. When he said something, it was like, that was it. Yeah. You know, even Vovo, Vovo might be upset with him or whatever, but she would allow it and just be like, okay, yeah. you know, all right, maybe I went too far. Yeah. So. Yeah. No. So I have, I have some great memories of our grandfather. Um, you know, I, I, so I remember like, uh, so two really interesting memories, both being outside. So he was, was a really, you know, like a lot of ethnic, uh, people, yeah. he immigrants, he, you know, had his own garden. Right. And so I remember he had like the beans and he had, he was really, he, he had like he, that garden. So I have this really good memory of him always being like yeah. tending the garden 
you know, making, you know, always, you know, always in, in the garden was so it was perfect fecund, right? It was so fruitful. There's so much, yeah. so much growing there. Yeah. Um, and then I also have this, um, uh, yeah, well, maybe it's more than, two, maybe more than two memories, but, but so, so what one of definitely one was the, was the garden, him in the garden and doing that. Um, so the other one was, you know, when they moved out of Newberry Street. So most of our childhood memories yep. was when they lived in the duplex yep. that you mentioned and they lived in Newberry Street. So I remember, so he must have been in his 80s when they moved to. Yeah, he was. Um, to uh, to Weathersfield. Weathersfield, yeah. So the, the Weathersfield house. So I remember when they first moved in and, and I remember dad saying, you know, you know, he was talking to his dad our dad was talking to his dad, our grandfather and saying, you know, don't worry, I'll take care of it. Blah, blah, blah. But you know, he was, Vuvu was in some ways impatient. So, yeah. so we showed up at the house. They just bought the house and they didn't like the trim. They didn't like this. They were going to make some changes. So we show up and, you know, we show up and, and so here's a guy like he's wearing like kind of like the old man, like really old, like 1950s pants right. and he's wearing a white t-shirt. He's got his t-shirt on. Yeah. And we, sh we, we, we knock on the door and we, dad opens the door. We walk in the house and he turns, he turns around and he's got this big smile on his face. <laughs> and on one hand, he has this hammer <laughs> and in the other hand, he has like five pieces of nail sticking out of trim. He just basically ripped the trim <laughs> off, the, off the floor and he was holding the trim in his hand and he was holding the hammers yeah. and he had this big smile <laughs> on his like, face. He started. <laughs> so like, like dad was like, what are you doing? And he was like. I'm taking care of this. Yeah. You know, I just, so that's really, right. You know, and in 80 years old, like, like, yeah. first of all, he was, you know, so, you know, I, I think today where I, we, we hear so much about immigration. I don't want to like can totally contextualize our experiences yeah. in today because I think they have their own context context when we grew up. But here's a guy who busted his butt. Yeah. Played by the rules. Yeah paid his taxes, did everything he was supposed to do. And he just, he, he, he was a guy who worked so hard at, right. at every moment of his life. He worked really hard. Right. And, and so I just feel like, you know, sometimes people don't see that. They don't see that, that of what people are. Oh my are. God. I, I, I think I, I think I'm following what you're saying. It's like, yeah, he, he so here's an, an immigrant person. He wasn't mm -hmm. born and raised in America. Mm -hmm. And his values are are superior, are awesome, high values, and because he, he's a hard, he's about hardworking and about yeah. loving his family and right. about protecting his grandkids, and you know, but also contributing are, to no, but contributing and, and, to society. Well, yeah, you know, absolutely. He, he was a factory everything worker. He was yep. to, everything he was supposed to do, he, he did, did. Every, exactly. And that's how most of the immigrants that come to America are. That's the thing. That's right. That's what we're missing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's funny, you know. Okay, so we we're at thirty-eight minutes. This is going to go long. This longer. is going to be the longest one. So your 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 first episode where you're put you're yeah, driving okay. the train is gone long. But <laughs> right, that's okay. It's going to go long. Okay, it's all right. go for it. So there's a lot go of context here. A lot, a lot of, of content. Content. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. You're right. English isn't my <laughs> it's my first language, <laughs> but not my best. Um, but yes. So, <clears throat> so, I guess my point being. Okay, coming. Let's let's do something. Okay, so now I'm in Montana, right? And um, I'm gonna uh, move away from from Connecticut and and Vuvu. 
but for just a second because um, I come to Montana as first-generation American. Well, you're first and second. First and second. Mom, although it goes by m- the mother, right? Oh, does it? Oh, if it does. It, I mean, I'm pretty sure it goes. I th- my understanding dad is, is that. It's the generation yeah. born here. So dad is dad the is, first generation born first, here. for sure. And then we're second on dad's side. On dad's side. But on and mom's we're side, generation. we're first generation. So yep. if it goes from the mother's side, we're first generation American. Yep. Okay. So I come, come to Montana, and one of the – I don't hear it as much now as I did when I first came here 25 years ago, but I still do hear it. And one of the Santos, things— Santos, the name. No, 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 no. No? no All right, sorry. No. I'm, I'm taking that and— Okay, you're, sorry. You're, you're, <laughs> I'm preempted, man. You are. I thought I was going— I, I thought I knew where this was going, no, but I don't. No, you're totally off. You're <laughs> okay. totally off because right, go I'm going it. in a completely different direction. Go maybe, for it. Maybe we, this needs to be a whole other podcast, but— yeah. um, the point being is, so I come to I come to Montana, and every like the, all the politicians, I'm fifth generation Montana. Vote for me, you know. I'm I'm you know fourth generation, you know. So one of the things that like people in Montana are really proud about is that they're fifth generation Montanans or they're fourth generation, you know, that they're that that they have their forefathers came here and farmed and you know yeah um they began committed to the, yeah, the co- state made committed. a commitment to the okay. state yeah so you know and back in, in in connecticut you don't you've never heard that i never heard a politician say no. they're any no. generation these coasts that's where you know, the immigrants di- came that's yeah. right okay so i started thinking about this and it's like okay you're you're fourth or fifth generation well in my mind it's almost like you've lost touch you know, uh, you know, you're bragging about you're being fifth generation, but because your grand, grand, your great, great, great grandfather grew up in a sh- in a uh, you know a, a log cabin with a dirt floor, and they they knew the um, the the values of the work ethic and and how to make a living and and you know hard work and what that got for you. Okay, as a politician today, it's like I feel like if you're fifth generation, you've lost that. I mean, you're you're five generations removed from somebody who's who had to go through that, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, Vuvu was first generation. You know, he came to America with that. We're only one generation away from knowing and and you know understanding. It's it's all bullshit, really. And the and frankly, you know, if you're fifth generation or first generation, if you're a good person, you're a good person. If you're a dick, you're a dick. Right. But. Um, it just seems it's just I just always found it very funny to hear people say how they're fifth generation, which means vote for them because they must have a higher, you know, understanding of what Montana what it means. is. Yeah, right, right. It's, uh, we understand Montana better than <laughs> so the per, yeah. So perhaps maybe we understand Montana better than they do because we're actually first generation American. Just like their great 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 grandfather was, yeah, and and the work ethic that they had to put in, we have to put in because we didn't inherit any shit, anything. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I haven't inherited a damn thing. Yeah, exactly. Right. right, working hard. So they didn't inherit a ranch. We didn't inherit a ranch that was inherited by their parents and their parents, and they've got you know thousand acres, right. you know, or whatever. It's not to put we them down. We have to down. make our own way. Yeah, exactly. So and, so so we, you know that's the idea, right? We we have to make our own way yeah. in this world yep. and as Americans and what that means. Yep. And, and if, you know, 
and and there's no privilege there, right? right? And so, you know, that, that's the great story of America, right? So American families yeah. rise and fall. Yep. And so, you know, and I think that that's the history of America. So yeah. that that means for immigrant families as well. And and I think we're, yep. I, I agree. I think we're closer to the bone on that. Yeah. Like we yeah. Ha- we've had to really to, to, to do anything here. We've yep. had to, you know, had to be, uh, we had to, we've had to, Put the time in, put the work in, put the work hard. Yeah, because it know, wasn't given really to work you, hard. For nothing, sure. nothing was given to us. Yep. In, in fact, in the opposite, like we had to work for everything that we've gotten. Right, and people and try to push us away because fifth well, generation. Does that really mean you've had to work for everything you've gotten? Yeah, I've had to work for everything I've gotten. Right, right. Your great 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 grandfather certainly worked. Had for to work. They, had to work for they, everything he got. There's nothing. I will yeah. never take away a, a speck of. Respect for that yeah, person yeah. because they yeah. they went they did it and went beyond to yeah. do it. Yeah. But you know that doesn't mean anything for you, <laughs> right? Right? Just because you, you know. inherited five generations <laughs> yeah. worth of wealth yeah. doesn't mean you yeah <laughs> you've earned it. That's right. Yeah, it, it goes. You know, in fact, you have to really put out there to prove to me that you're that you're um I don't know good enough to to, to get it. If, that's the case. So anyway. All right, Ed. End of yep. podcast three. All right. Rick and Ed, podcast number three. We're out. Come to Thank you for listening to Caravel. And also thank you to Ed and Rick Santos. This podcast was recorded at Top Floor Studio. It is a podcast studio for rent in the heart of Helena, Montana. If you are ever in the area and you are looking for a professional podcast uh, studio or some services to help you put a show together, we would certainly love to help you out. You can reach out to us at Top Floor on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, Music for the show today came from EpidemicSound.com. I've been the editor and producer here on the show, Brad Oldhouse, and I look forward to seeing you aboard the Caravelle next time.